Ah, the perfection. A movie that proves there's nothing scarier... What, what are we supposed to be scared of in this movie? White men. Yeah. I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. I thought it was... Home Spooking. Exactly. Home Scaring. Home Halloweening. Home Sucking Your Blood. No, it's Home Spooking. Sure, let's go with that one. I am Count John Gula. No. No? You don't like this bit? Is this too much? It's too much? It's too in the spirit for 2020. Uh, 2020. A year that has been disappointing on so many levels. So, of course, we decided to watch a disappointing movie for our Halloween episode. Well, um, to be fair, Rotten Tomatoes did leave us astray. I mean, it gave it a 72%, which, like, I understand. That movie. No! A- no way. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, way. This is the biggest wrong Rotten Tomatoes I've ever seen. I don't think it's... I mean... No, this is like... I guess I should save my rating for the end, but it's not 70. (laughs) Spoilers. Okay, so the movie that we watched was Netflix original. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Red flag. Netflix original 2018's The Perfection, directed by... It, you, you know it's like Richard Shepard, who had previously directed... Nothing important. <laughs> oh, oh, an episode of 30 Rock. Okay. 12 episodes of Girls, which makes the... Out- oh, well, that... A lot of things make sense now. Yep. Yep. So, um, this is a psychological, well, it tries to be a psychological thriller, I guess? I guess? It also tries to be a slasher. Not, I guess. it didn't do very well, It tries to be a rape revenge film, and it kind of succeeds in that. You know, this kind of reminds me, okay, if, like, Ari Aster, like, was a little more chill... And wasn't good at making movies. <laughs> this reminds me if, like, Robert Eggers wasn't period obsessed and didn't know Ooh, how to write I don't dialogue. Know. I don't know. That's pretty and Like rude. I said, didn't know how to write dialogue. We can't compare that to. I, some, of the, some of the motivations are similar. No. I'm no. Just, no. I'm just trying to make fun of this guy. And make fun of this, this movie. Pr- I, well, I think maybe the biggest problem is that they couldn't figure out whether they wanted to do a horror or a psychological thriller. I think that's a huge problem, actually. Um, I don't think we have any pluses to this. I think we're just going to be uh, us telling everyone no, what's wrong with this movie. let me just say, the first 15 minutes of the movie are great. And got me invested. And got me interested. It did? Yeah. Listen. Okay. This movie stars... Two actresses that I do really like. Yes. Logan Browning, who you yes. might know from Dear White People, and Allison Williams, who you know from Girls and from, in a similar role, torturing a black person in Get, Get Out. Out. Which is a good movie. Which she does a great 
heel turn in. Girls is also excellent. good in some spots. Girls is a show. I watched it all. Girls is a I show. I won't comment on whether it's good or not. Girls is a show. I mean, do you need to watch it? No. I don't think you do. You're not going to say anything to that? No. Because <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from. But technically, I feel like I knew, um, what's his face? Adam Driver, yes. Before you did. everyone else. <laughs> I remember watching the pilot and being like, who the fuck is this guy? He's so good at being weird. <laughs> I mean, uh, my favorite Adam Driver role is Clyde Logan, which is absolutely such a weird role. Uh... You gave it a name. <laughs> This is, once again, one of those episodes where we We dance around the problem. Exactly. The problem being that The Perfection is just not a great movie. It, it's, it's got like. It it reminds me of why I didn't like watching like psych thrillers and horror as a kid. It's got, like, three different twists that are telegraphed a mile away. It's empty. (laughs) It's, like, so easy to figure out. It uses a device that... It it uses the rewind device twice, which is... (laughs) With the the worst... The worst rewind noise you could possibly pick. Like... like (laughs) God. It's... It's... This is... I mean, it's a... This is a bonus episode, so it can be short. Bonus. But... (laughs) Let's... Let's try and find what we did like (laughs) let's try and find that we have to go to the old format for this or else this is just gonna be a negativity parade let me tell you what i did like (laughs) the first the first 15 minutes i i thought that the chemistry between allison williams and logan browning was really believable to some extent, they really played it up a lot. They absolutely played it up because they had to establish... <laughs> Let's make it over-obvious so that our audience doesn't get lost. <laughs> and, um, let's see. I thought Allison Will. I thought the performances were, based on what they were given, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought, I thought Allison... I thought uh, up until, like, the last five minutes, honestly, like... They both did a pretty great job. Yeah. But no one can make the dialogue of the last five minutes no. of that movie believable. No one at all. No. Um, I thought the scares were, uh, what would you say? Non-existent? What scares? Yeah, exactly. It's, I think that they tried to like ratchet tension at the beginning. And let me tell you, watching some of this felt, oof. It was like dog whistling, like, people get sick in China. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, no, I made that comment. I was like, why is this set in China? I'm like, I don't know. Mm, Not in a good way. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And and then it goes nowhere with that, except to make her, like... The only thing that they get is the student to come back to the U.S. Because I guess they're like, well, we've done too much damage to... Good prodigies in the U.S. We gotta go get one from China. Mm-hmm. God, it also tries to be a cult movie too, doesn't it? It does too it's, many things. It's, it's and then it tries to be Contagion for half a second. Yeah, for like two minutes until you, and then it tries to be side effects. <laughs> right, J.K. <laughs> this is actually nothing. It's like it's like which Soderbergh B horror movie are you trying to imitate? Like, mm, 
Side Effects is a great movie. We should watch that again. You remember that one, right? Mm-hmm. The one with uh, with Rooney Mara, and uh, she kills Channing Tatum, and she's actually like in a lesbian relationship with Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones and manipulating uh, Jude Law the whole time. Yes, on the iPhone? Yeah. Well, no, no. No, no. That, that's... No, that's a different one. That's Unsane with Claire Foy. Oh, and Channing Tatum. Is Channing Tatum in that? Is he? You know what I'm saying? No. I think you could could combine two different Soderbergh psychological thrillers with institutions featured. Yeah, Channing Tatum's not in Unsane. I don't know. Soderbergh makes great movies. He he really... If you guys didn't know, I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. (laughs) We should cover those on here at some point. I mean, they're not in our DVD collection. I think we did all of those at the beginning of quarantine when you were like, we have nothing Soderber- else to do. Let's Soderberg do a Soderberg. Yeah. yeah, no, it was that High Flying Bird, which you fell asleep halfway through, but you need to watch all of. Like, But it was late. I think we had literally just watched Unsane, actually. <laughs> it was like the third week of quarantine. I was like, Soderberg Film Festival. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? He's laughing because he's sad. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> this movie, I thought, you see, I was like, I remember seeing the trailer for this. Uh, well, you, you know do? how Netflix, Netflix doesn't really do trailers. No. They do the thing where they show like a clip of the film. And the clip that they showed was the right. scene well, where, they're, where okay. they're on the mountainside and she's about to. Well, slow down. So you're, you're trying to find a good comedy or the next episode of Great British Bake Off. And suddenly, things start moving at the top of the screen. And you're like, what is going on, Netflix? And they're like, by the way, we're going to give you this fake trailer, which is 10 seconds of the movie with some sound. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> I definitely don't want to watch this. I mean, I think I didn't want to watch it first. And then I think around when it came out, I saw an interview with Logan Browning that I was like, well, maybe I do want to watch this. And like, that's... Like, we couldn't, we wanted to find something that was going to be on a streaming service so that you guys could watch it. We wanted to find something that we didn't already have so that we wouldn't have to take it out of coverage like we did with The Witch, which, by the way, we're going to be watching the day this episode comes out. (laughs) Because it's a Halloween tradition. Um, Ah, but it's, I am, I am unhappy with our pick this year. Let me, let me just be pretty clear about that. I think I have been. What doesn't work? Uh, the million different horror tropes that they try and fail to deploy. Oh my god, yeah. It It was like, it's like when you're in your bedroom as a kid and you cut out all these magazines and try to post things together to make a vision board, but you're still like seven so you don't really understand how it works. <laughs> and you're just schooling macaroni next to glitter. Sorry, is this is this based on a real? No, I'm imagining what other white children do. Oh, because <laughs> I was in my room practicing violin. So, and I think that's the other reason that we wanted. There to was watch not this. enough cello. Not enough cello. Not nearly enough cello. Because, like, I think we were both coming at this as like, ooh, a, a psychological thriller based in the stringed instrument world. I don't mind if I do. And and then most of the movie was them in China. Them in China or them in the basement or them. Yes. The cello was just like, 
There was this. There's this idea of the uh, achieving the perfection yeah. because it's what is expected of us. I thought it would be like them, like dueling at auditions or like her making her practice compulsively. Yeah, and no, no, it just no. We kind of cut that short there. Literally cut it short because she cut her arm off. That was the only part where it caught my breath a little bit. I was like, no, that didn't just happen. It yeah. was so. It was very shocking. That was like the one moment mm-hmm. that I was like truly. I Whoa. will. Say- Casting Steven Weber as a uh, vil- as as the villain uh, was a smart was stroke a, there. He was an okay villain because he's because he is very good at playing that a creep. You know, yeah, it's definitely the a, writing, a, a high class creep. The writing was lacking in this. The writing and the directing, if I'm being yeah. just real honest, uh, there were some interesting things that they did with like perspective, forced perspective shots. I thought, especially like during the duet scene, where like you you were watching things from. Allison Williams' point of view while it was yeah, right next to her head. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. God, you know what movie I wish we were cover- covering on here that we just watched? Book Smart. That's not a Halloween movie. No. Not even close. It's, it is a little bit scary, though, because what's scarier than, like, losing your friends? The, no one was in danger of losing their friends. Molly and Amy had a big fight. They were never in, the in danger of, of losing each other. That's a normal thing. It was a big fight. Oh my Everybody goodness. Yeah, what? I'm so glad I didn't go to school <laughs> when in 20, everyone, when 2019. Everyone had smartphones. No, I remember huddling around someone's like iPhone in high school and be like, "Ooh, this plays music." Not to be like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet in the last movie, but like they did give the surveillance to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, ugh. it's this is gonna be such a short episode because I don't, I don't know, I don't find it fun tearing a movie apart. You know? Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, you do tear it apart for me some more. Um, well, okay, let's go back to, oh, there is something I did like. Yeah. Fashion Corner. There are some good dresses. The dresses. Some good formal wear for concerts. Yes, agreed. Now. That's the end of Fashion Corner. Now tear it apart. Come on, baby. Um, here's what I'll say. I feel like. Okay, the whole relationship thing was so ridiculous. So fast, so And they, they double-played it because on one end they're like, oh, well, she just got with her to um, slip her the drugs or whatever. But they also kind of made it seem like she actually did want to get with her. So it's like, it, was, it wasn't a pure, like, um, so like, power play kind of thing. It was a savior complex thing. That's the thing, because they play with that later in the movie. But then you also, like, don't... But it wasn't it wasn't done well, well. You see, I think we needed to see more of Allison Williams's like deprogramming. Life. Yeah, yeah. Outside. Like, oh, they threw that in too. Like that isn't the whole thing doesn't even like make sense. The whole like um, electroshock yeah, therapy. Electric- they just show random shots of it like twice. Yeah. So it for for pardon my pun, but for shock value, literally. <laughs> Like, no, but that's, that yeah. is what it is. No, yes. Oh, that which, and the rewind which, which, thing were pure, like... It was just aesthetic choices uh, that didn't have a place in the movie. Like, the perspective shots, I'll take. Like, those make sense. Like, all the stuff... All, all the stuff with the um with the cellos made sense, like, for the purpose. But, oh, man. No, that pissed... it, And it also pissed me off because it's like... At first, it's like, 
it shoot it's shot in such a scary way like it's shot like ect bad psychiatry bad psychiatry scary and then later on she's like but i got help but they're still showing those same scary shots right so like demonstrate a positive thing and did her help really work if she's using it to take a very violent revenge also, that involves uh, cutting off a black woman's arm. Like, mm, also, the, the racial politics of this are shit. Like, I was also kind of mad because in the beginning, the first shot is her mom being dead and just, like, staring out into, like, dead, sp- dead space. <laughs> yeah, but, and then they do but nothing with that. But she's just sitting, yeah, it's just, it, like, uh, these really good shots just are thrown away. For nothing. It's like these women only exist in their relationship to Steven Weber. Yeah. They don't really have lives outside of it. And I guess that's supposed to be scary because he's the guy who indoctrinated them and raped them, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Also, we... Let's, Wait, let's... they just threw that in there, too. Like, they're like, oh, by the way, he raped us all. Like, that was kind of random. And also, like, <clears throat> frankly, overdone, unnecessary. As far as, like... Can we have something other than sexual assault as the sig- signifier for trauma for women? Like, right. Also unnecessary, Paloma? What? What is her purpose? Was she married to him? She's. She was. was she, I think she, it was implied that she was married and that she basically helped groom them, which. She was like but not she, useful. She existed to, to get killed. And uh, neither were the other two. The, the other Je- two Jeffrey teachers. And Theus. Yeah, what? Yeah. Um. Oh. It's... Uh, it was all over the place. It's like five different movies trying to get out. It's a mess, and my rating has literally gotten lower as we've talked <laughs> through it, which never happens. <laughs> which I'm... You, I'm a serial overrater, and I'm going to give this one a pretty low rating. <laughs> well, before we do that, should we go to the concession stand? I don't know if I want to eat after this movie. <laughs> hey, I'm Lachlan. And I'm a Jay. We're just two dudes who love ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and monsters so much that we've decided to create our own. Well, how about you give me an example? How do you feel about an electric boy who can only move on subway tracks? Or a sparkly light-up manatee who lives in the deep ocean? Or maybe a hairy office snack thief who uses his extra-long arms to steal lunches? You know what? That sounds pretty good to me. Well, you can hear about all these things and more on The Ghoul Tank. Find us every other Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you can download podcasts. Join us in our journey to create the next big cryptid. All right. We have been very, very mean to this movie. Rightly so. Yes. So why don't... Well, I just want to say one more thing about it. <laughs> the, the final scene is so dumb. Oh right? Because it's implied that they're playing the piece perfectly. That they're half of each other. One of them with the, with the, with the fingerings and the other with the bow. Because they've each lost the opposite hand. And it's like... And, and they force... And they've got Steven Weber with all of his limbs cut off. His eyes sewn shut. Yeah, what? His mouth sewn shut. Only okay. able to hear it. So is it implied that they fucked him up so bad and then tried to fix him... No, I think it's implied that they cut off his stuff to torture him so that he could only be able to hear them playing it perfectly now that he's been destroyed. Which is stupid. Wait, why would you just kill him? I don't understand. Also, my... And this is dumb, but this is my biggest... I have all those, like, social beefs and the, the, the beefs of, like, the material, but this is my biggest personal beef with it. Is there is a scene where he drops 
a needle on a record to listen to Mozart's Lacrimosa from the Requiem. And it starts in the middle of the piece. And he doesn't drop it in the middle of the record. He drops it on the edge of the record. That's not where Lacrimosa starts. It should have started with... But you don't, you don't have this vinyl. You don't know where it would start. I know that they don't start in the middle of a movement. Yeah, but if you just randomly drop the needle, he didn't drop. He didn't randomly drop the needle. He pressed the start button, and the needle needle moved to the beginning of the side. They also never, not once, did they credit any composers that they were using. Like they, it just in the credits. No, like on screen in like the captions, it always just said operatic music. You could have just said it was the lacrimosa. Well, we all know it's the lacrimosa. Okay. I think I know my favorite piece of music. Do we know if credits are done by the streaming service or if it's like by the, the cap- distributor? The captions are. It, well, I guess it's Netflix, Netflix either way, right? Netflix is the right? distributor and the streaming service. So Ooh. the captions. So it's probably in the actual credits of the film, but like. <sighs> Do better, Netflix. Or like they said, cello duet and see, and they didn't say who the composer was ever. It's like you can't just say. Oh, that. I noticed that they don't. They don't ever. The only time they mentioned composers when they were doing that um, game in the bus when she was trying to make her concentrate when she was feeling sick, which I kind of thought was adorable. If I hadn't, and and it was ruined later by finding out that she had <laughs> given her her psychiatric. What I like medication. to call an anime moment. <laughs> it's this movie has made me so angry. I didn't realize how angry it had made me. I think I just watched it and I was like whatever you know i was like that was a bad movie and now like being forced to go back over it by the rules of my own podcast this is like jurassic world all over again except i didn't like the movie before i watched it again (laughs) (laughs) well you didn't like i wanted to like this i wanted to like this because it's got two of my really good actresses in there well you know at least they got paid at least they got paid. I give this in a Star Wars based rating system that applies for this movie. What? I give this one and a half out of five missing hands. You know I can't not mention Sorry, Star Wars. Sorry, I'm no longer alive to give a rating, you, so I guess we just better end it here. You know I can't not mention Star Wars and like... My brain has ceased to function. Our contract with the Pocket Goodbye, Podcast everyone. Network states that I have to mention Star Wars once every no, three d- episodes. No, I've seen it. I it have, you signed it. You should know. Brittany will attest to this. No. What's your rating? Do I have to? You have to. You have to. 1.2 severed hands. (laughs) Really close to mine. Yeah. And that, let me put it this way. That star, it's entirely for the actors. Yeah. (laughs) Entirely for two actresses. I thought Steven Weber did fine. He did fine. But he just kind of did his thing. He could have done a little more. Steven Weber just kind of did his Steven Weber thing. Like, he played the character that he ends up playing. Like, I think he played a similar character on How to Get Away with Murder. I think he played basically the same character, but an energy drink CEO on iZombie. Like, I don't know. Now that. If only there was a movie for that. that we... Hey, Rob Thomas, make an iZombie movie. 
Man, it's a hot one. <laughs> Boy. We're a part of the Pocket Podcast Network, which, as we just mentioned, other shows include No Dice, which did a Halloween episode. Bat Yale. Check that out. Oh, and um, the seasonal, uh, all seasons, uh, spoopy podcast. Yes. Ghoul Tank. Well, it's not actually scary. It's, it's spooky. It's a I would cryptid it's... forward. Cryptid forward is spooky. I think, I think, you know, I'm going to say it right here. Cryptids is spooky. Wonderful. And then you have. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme music is by. Wait, you want to name some more Ooh, podcasts? We can name some more. They're sorted. There's... There's one that you're on. I am Them's on the one. boys. Them's the facts. And there's steampunks. And there's there's lots of good shows. Green Mountain Mysteries. Listen to them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to... All of mm-hmm. them. So our music is by <laughs> the Organ Machines. It's from their first EP, Parallels. It's the track Oil Waves. You can find it on Bandcamp or wherever you stream music. Be that Spotify or YouTube music. anyway until next time i'm john and i'm bethany don't buy too many dvds any more dvds nobody looks at it that way but you we all saw drowning but you were the one with the blood on your hands Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.